What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Through the Smoke, a Miami Hurricanes podcast here on the 24-7 Sports Network. This is Andrew Ivins. I'm joined today by Gabby. And Gabby, I'm going to let you pronounce your last name because I butcher it every time. Right, uh, Gabby Yerudia. <laughs> one, day, one day we'll get it. it. It'll be second nature one day. Yeah, Gabby Yerudia. That's all right. That, that second U is difficult. That's, that's the one that, that gets people. Well, everyone still misspells my like last name. Like it'll be like I V A N S or or something yeah. like that. But I'm joined today by Gabby uh, because Miami got some big recruiting news over the weekend. Top 24/7 wide receiver Romello Brinson gave a verbal commitment to the Hurricanes. He, he announced the commitment, and me and Gabby were the only media members at his uh, announcement party. And I'll, I'll use the term party like uh, with an underline uh, on it. Um, <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a lot of fun. So I wanted to get Gabby on. We're just going to talk some recruiting, um, talk a little about what's next for Miami, and then, uh, and then we'll wrap things up. So Gabby, uh, I know you were, you were hoping to play some basketball. Well, I guess we should preface this by saying we actually recorded this podcast initially on Saturday night, um, but uh, I, I thought we needed more justice or, or to give this moment some more um, time than just an eight minute on our iPhone and a, uh, and a Walmart parking lot. So Gabby, uh, I, I guess, how, how is your Monday going? And then give me your, your initial thoughts on, on Romello Brinson's commitment party. Yeah, man, I, I did. I had plans to, to go play some basketball and I, I was on my way and I got the text. It's like, bro, it's just, it's the weather's too bad. We're going to try again tomorrow. So hopefully I get out there. I, I, I count on that as my as my cardio for Monday. So I was pretty excited to get out there and, and hoop a little bit. Um, uh, I thought the party was awesome. I mean, yeah, I, I thought it was a, I thought it was a great, I thought it was a great event, just a whole bunch of family people there. I just thought it was like really cool. I mean, I'd never been to one of these things before. So I'd never really understood what to, I didn't really know what to expect. And um, it was definitely something. And then just after talking to you, hearing your experiences with these ceremonies, I definitely know something that, that I'm not going to forget. So I, I just, I don't even know. I mean, I think it's my only, it's my, it's like my only experience with these types of things. It definitely set a, a really high standard for what I expect out of commitment ceremonies. I mean, he, he did it right. If, you, if you're going to commit to a school, you do it with a big LED truck and, and turnover chain. I mean, I, I don't know what more you could ask for from a, from a commitment. Yeah. So um, I guess we should maybe walk this back. Romello, I, I had talked to him a couple of days before his, his commitment and uh, you know, he, he, I was like, how are you doing it? You know, are you just going to post a, a video over social media, which has kind of become the norm these days. Like that's what guys are doing, uh, especially in this coronavirus era where you, you can't really do like something at the school or, or anything like that. And he said he was having a party and I was like, all right, well, well me and Gabby are going to come. Um, he sent me the address and, you know, I was hoping maybe it would be like, I don't know, uh, like Jerry Judy's commitment ceremony. I, I remember a couple of years ago, like it was at uh, the Tilted Kilt. Um, this was not at some restaurant or anything like that. It was at <laughs> it was at Romello's house, and uh, you know, I, I I had a few second thoughts about going, and then I was like, you know what, we're just we're gonna do this, and uh, we we rolled up, and um. I guess we should say we walked up. I mean, we parked Definitely. the car, parked yeah. the car, and w- walked up. Yeah. And as as we walk in, uh, you know, there's a bunch of 
a football player is kind of just hanging around. It was a big cookout at, at Romello's house and uh, we're walking into the backyard and there's this gentleman standing there. Well, that, that gentleman was uh, Chad Johnson. He was smoking a cigar, drinking some Starbucks. And like, I did a double take. I'm like, is this, is this Chad Johnson? Uh, turns out Chad Johnson is actually Romello Brinson's cousin. So we, we learned that. Um, but fast forward like an hour, I think we were there for an hour and, and Romello was spo- supposed to announce at seven thirty, And I was like, how are you going to announce? He's like, Oh, I'm having this, this video truck pull up in the front yard and it's going to play the commitment. I'm like, okay, this has the potential to be really cool. And, uh, it was, yeah, it, it was, I, it, it took a little, it took a little while. Uh, I definitely, people were kind of on, on social media kind of like, Oh, I was being dramatic with the, with the late decision. It, it wasn't anyone's fault. I think the, the driver, the driver got lost. And, um, I, I think we both loved the comment that one of the, the 24 seven or inside the subscribers posted that the an SEC team paid, uh, pay, paid the truck driver to, to get lost. And I thought that was funny, but I think the guy legitimately just got lost and it did take a little while, but it was at a point where even Romello was just like, where's a truck. I don't think the kid was trying to be dramatic or anything. It was just, you know, it's Miami, man. <laughs> People don't drive really well regardless. So, Oh yeah. And, and time and, and everyone's running on Cuban time. It's, it's <laughs> it just doesn't work out that way down here. Yeah, I mean, I think I was telling you like some of what I call quote unquote war stories about covering commitment ceremonies and like, man, I've been, I've shown up to places so many times and, and felt like this is where this kid's going. And then you'll see something you're like, oh, wait, could he actually be going somewhere else? And thankfully like Romello uh, kind of gave me the pre-write uh, an hour before all this went down, but it would have been kind of very nerve wracking. You also got to point out that uh, there was cars like all over the road. And I think the police at one point came after, right after we he committed. Leaving. Yeah. Right. When we were leaving. Right we were so leaving. I, I think that contributed to the truck driver being on the uh, other side of the road, but it, it was awesome. Just, just to, to see how it went down. And uh, if you guys haven't seen the video, it is on inside the U.com. Um, most watched video 24 seven sports video uh, over like the past month. Uh, if believe it or not, like Bryce Young throwing to receivers out in California, wow. the Alabama quarterback, like he was, that was like the top video, and like this, this surpassed it with the amount of plays we've gotten. So it's a, it's a, it's a real cool video, um, awesome experience. I mean, me and you could kind of go on, on about definitely. this <laughs> yeah, over and over. But I, I guess big picture, Gabby, what do you think this means for Miami? Like I, I me and David on the previous podcast talked a lot about kind of like what if in terms of and we at that point we're pretty sure he was going to pick Miami but your takeaway on this Miami back in the top 10 of the of the 24/7 sports composite rankings I mean Romello Brinson the third guy that had previously been committed but decommitted to recommit to the Hurricanes you know he joins Thad Franklin uh, and Jacoby George have done that so uh what is what is your thoughts like how do you um summarize this like what does this mean for Miami yeah, I think I think it's big. I, I don't really think that there's um, I don't think there's any different way to put it. It's it, it's huge for the program. It's a it's a big win over SEC programs that were that were pushing for him. Uh, we've we've seen it time and time again, especially at the receiver position. That you, you can go back as far as Amari Cooper and just see how Alabama's come come in here and taken some of the the top receivers from from South Florida and brought them over to those SEC schools, and they've done well. And just to get a win like that, it seemed like the win was directly over Georgia. I mean, Georgia came down last cycle to the top receiver from down here. So to get that win over the SEC is huge in itself. And then just what it means for Miami moving forward, I, 
apart from the fact that Romelo is 6'3", he looks like he, he – I mean, he has a, a great-looking receiver body. He's only going to get bigger. He's only going to get stronger. So, obviously, that's huge. But um, you just think about the fact that – I mean, these guys are buying into the offense, you know. Like, you can tell that these guys that are already starting to second-guess, okay, maybe I don't want to go here. You're talking about the, the decommitments, not recommitting. Like, you're getting a guy like Jacoby George to buy back in, a guy like that Franklin to buy back buy back in and now you're getting one of the top receivers in South Florida to buy back into an offense, a buy into Rhett Lashley system, buy into what Rob Likens is doing and really like sight unseen, you know, we, you can talk about the offense, but you don't know what the offense yeah. is really going to look like at the end of the day. And, and for them to make that decision before seeing it, cause they could easily wait, they could go somewhere else where they know what they're going to get, but they're, they're really believing. And I think that's kind of setting the precedent for, for guys after them. And you're starting to see how many guys from South Florida are buying in. And yeah. it, it's really just, it's, it's, it's getting really interesting and you're wondering who's going to be next. Is there going to be more South Florida guys to hop on board with the rest of the South Florida guys that are seeming like they really want to make this happen at home? Uh, and you, you bring up some good points. The one thing I want to say, like all these guys are buying into kind of the hype around the offense and it's like, holy, you know, what if Miami didn't get those four spring practices where the media saw like Derek King make four awesome throws. I mean, they wouldn't have that. What happens if Derek King's on here? Like there is a hype and guys are buying in. Uh, and it's impressive that Miami's been able to sell this stuff over Zoom calls. Like not, there was, I think there was two or three recruits that made it out to actually the spring practices. And that was like Ryan Rodriguez and uh, Malik Rutherford. But it's not like Miami had some huge junior day and all these kids got to see it. So Miami... Um, the staff is doing a good job. And one guy we definitely need to point out and give some credit to is, is Stephen Field. I wrote about it on Sunday. Currently the number one ranked recruiter, uh, according to 24-7 Sports in the ACC. Uh, he ranks number four nationally. He was considered the primary uh, on Romello Brinson. Uh, he's also had his hand in, I think, six, uh, six other recruitments. And, uh, he, you know, he needs some credit. Former head coach at, at, at Miami Northwestern and then, you mentioned Rhett Lashley as well. Like it's, um, I've said this with David time and time. I really think this offensive staff is a lot better than what Miami had last year. And we're seeing it in terms of recruiting. I mean, we'll see what goes on on the field, but you get, if you're a Miami fan, you got to be pretty, uh, you know, feeling all warm and, and fuzzy about just kinda <laughs> the, this off season and, and what Rhett Lashley is about, what, what Steven field and, what Rob Likens is about. Yeah. Rob Likens was actually one of the guys that kind of stood out to me just throughout those practices. Like, yeah, I, you saw that he's a fiery guy. I mean, he's, he, and he's a guy that has experience. I feel like Danny Enos came in and was like, okay, what could have happened? Like he was a quarterback coach. Rob Likens himself has offensive coordinator experience. So he in himself is a very experienced guy, a proven guy. Uh, and then you have Rhett Lashley, who's a proven play caller. You guys, I feel like they've just built the offense around kind of just like, I guess more proven guys. Like I feel like they've been able to sell that. And I think that's been a huge factor. And then with Steven field, I mean, he, you, you can't even, you, you definitely can't understate how big of an impact he's had on recruiting so far. Uh, they're looking to make a run at Miami Northwestern, which has been a powerhouse in South Florida for who knows how long. I mean, since, since, I mean, since my dad was, has talked to me about football since when I was a kid, <laughs> Northwestern has been what he was talked about. So to make a run at a school like Northwestern and potentially get, you know, they already have four kids in the fold, have one more that they're looking at. I mean, that, that's Stephen Field, and I think that says a lot. And, you know, you're seeing the fruits of the labor putting, like, coming out. You know, you're seeing, like, you're seeing the work actually come into fruition. And I think that's 
I mean, th that's the great thing about being in Miami and having the, that luxury to have, be able to develop those relationships in your backyard like no one else can. You mentioned Miami Northwestern. I will say I've never even, I'm surprised it's taken me this long to ever mention this on this podcast, but one of my favorite, uh, I guess, documentaries is Year of the Bull. Um, I got it. Is it Levante it, David, right? Um, I don't oh, know. No, maybe not. I don't oh, know. I know one of those guys are on it. I, I think Torian Charles is Charles. Oh, is, maybe that's what it is. Yeah. And uh, I remember it was available on YouTube. And then I think it got taken down and uh, one of my friends like found a copy on eBay and, and bought it. <laughs> um, so if, if you haven't seen that and you're looking Definitely. for something to watch on quarantine, like please find a copy. And if someone has a copy, uh, shoot me a link on, on DM and uh, I'll, I'll put it out there to the masses. But let's take a quick break. On the other side, going to talk uh, Jake Garcia and uh, a little more recruiting. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, Gabby. So after um, the LED truck played that like eight-minute video uh, and everyone went nuts, you, you got a chance to talk to Romello just kind of about his decision. I think you asked him right away, who does he plan to recruit moving forward? And his what you, his face lit up when he, he mentioned one guy or, or take me through that interaction. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he was obviously like very busy, like, yeah, like this is why I chose Miami. And I was like, all right. So, I mean, you guys don't have a quarterback, you know, you're a receiver, you need to find your guy. Like, are, are you looking to recruit a quarterback, Jay Garcia, maybe? And he, he smiled. Like there's no denying that his, his whole expression completely changed. And he goes, Jake, that's my guy. Like, that's who I want to go get. And I mean, we're seeing it, man. Like, ah, if that's the guy they're going to go get, I, there is no shortage of, of effort from anyone to going, trying to, to go out and get Jake Garcia. And I think that's big that Romello and him, I know you've written about it previously, that they've kind of have a relationship that kind of goes back um, a little further to even before like to Romello's first commitment when Jay Garcia had visited previously. So I think that there's at least legs there with the relationship. You know, they have something kind of established. I know they've talked before. Jay Garcia was on Kilo Brantley's live Instagram, like checking in to see where Romello Brinson was going and even make joke that he was going to transfer to Miami Northwestern. So um, I think that there's definitely something going there. Uh, I, they're going to go after it. And I mean, they should, they need, they definitely need a gunslinger in this class. And I mean, why not, why not go after him? Yeah. Um, so for those unfamiliar with who Jake Garcia is, and I think it's pretty safe to say he's become a not household name in, in, in 
if you're a Miami supporter, but like moving forward, you're going to hear that name uh, a ton when it comes to recruiting because he's kind of that uh, quarterback that, that Miami has circled. Um, for those that don't know the backstory, I'll, I'll give you the spark notes right now. Um, Jake is a, a top 24-7 talent out of, out of the Los Angeles area. Um, uh, he visited last spring for a spring practice with his trainer, came back in June uh, with his father and trainer, actually threw for Dan Enos. It was like a crazy day. Romello Brinson was there on campus. I remember Miami got the, the staff, made sure that those two met. Khalil Brantley was also there, Lawrence Seymour. Um, I actually put in a crystal ball pick way back then for Miami because I thought he like his camp was telling me Miami led. Um, and then out of nowhere, Bryce Young committed to uh, Alabama, and uh, Bryce Young, some people thought he was going to go to USC. Well, well, Jake jumped on the opportunity to, to go to USC, and I, I didn't even have time to change my crystal ball. Well, uh, I'm looking pretty smart right now because maybe my crystal ball pick is going to pay off at, at the end if he does end up you know, flipping to Miami. Uh, we should say that he is still committed to USC, but uh, there's been some contact with Rhett Lashley, and it's becoming more and more clear uh, that this might be the quarterback that Miami gets. Now, Jalen Milrow, uh, the top 24-7 talent out of Texas, the dual threat quarterback, he's still absolutely 100% in play. But uh, I think if, you know, and at some point soon I'm going to do my mock class 2.0, I'm going to have Jake Garcia in it. And why? Well, he has been on campus before, uh, twice actually. I, I, I Initially, I totally forgot he came for spring practice and there was talk of him coming back for a, a third time. So uh, just given how COVID-19 has changed the current recruiting calendar, uh, I think it's notable that he has seen the facilities. He might not be all that familiar with, with Rhett Lashley, but I'm sure they have done some Zoom calls. And uh, you also got to like the fact that Miami, um, they have a bunch of weapons now like on offense. And I think if you're a quarterback, that's got to be certainly appealing. Obviously, we, got, we talked about Romello Brinson, uh, Khalil Brantley, the tight end, but you've got Elijah Arroyo, who got a ma- is getting a massive rankings bump in, on, on Wednesday. So depending on when you're listening to this podcast, like uh, I'm, I'm just telling you now, m- make sure to check the site that day. He, he's moving up. Uh, you've got a good offensive line in front of him, Ryan Rodriguez, uh, Michael McLaughlin, um, Lawrence Seymour, and, and you got Jacoby George, Thad Franklin, like – Dude, that's, that's an offense, and I think if you're a, a, a young quarterback, um, that's appealing. Yeah, definitely, and uh, you just have to see the opportunity here, too. You know, like, you can go to – he can obviously stick – he can stick with USC and battle it out with, with Miller Moss, and that's something that he could potentially do. You know, you, have, you never want a guy that's going to, like, kind of stray away from, comp- from competition, but there also is the opportunity here where – you know, after Derek King leaves next year, no one really knows what the quarterback room is going to look like next year. Like, we don't know what's going to happen with, with Nikozi Perry as a redshirt senior. We don't know what's going to happen with, with Tate. Like, and then you're going to have a rising sophomore in Tyler Van Dyke who hasn't really done much. You know, he might be walking – like, he could potentially walk into a situation where, you know, like he could potentially walk in here and, and compete for a starting job. I don't know if he's going to be able to do that. I don't know whether he or Miller Moss are going to be able to do that at USC with Kidon Slovis who's going to be – a true junior by the time Jake Garcia and Miller Moss get to USC. So um, there's definitely the opportunity there. And, and I actually have a question for you. If Jake Garcia, let's say Jake Garcia does end up at Miami, would that be your longest crystal ball win? Like from a time standpoint, like from when you put it into <laughs> when it actually came true, 
Like, would that be like uh, your record, your record long? No, I don't think so. Cause I'm going to look it up right now. Like the Khalil Brantley one is, is pretty like when I first was introduced to Khalil Brantley, uh, he might've been a freshman and someone's like, yo, he's going to go to Miami. And I was like, all right. And like, <laughs> I, I, I thought he was a receiver at the time. And I'll, I'll never forget. There was some old contacts I had at, um, at uh inside miami who are, who are no longer looking there and i kept asking them and they're like yeah we, we think he could be a tight end and i was like i do not see this and then uh, he's gotten bigger so yeah i crystal balled uh khalil in june of 2017 and then let's see when he committed i'm looking right now this is bad podcast by the way <laughs> it's good uh, content though this is, <laughs> this, is, this is something i was actually curious about and then he committed in February of 2019. So that's like almost two years. Uh, I got, I got to think of some others. There might be some others out there, but it would certainly be like luck kind of on my side. If it, uh, if it did play out that way. And I mean, it counts the same. It does. It does. It does. And Andrew, you're at, you're at a combine on Sunday in, in, in the Orlando area. Just talk to us a little bit about that and, and some of the things you saw over there. Yeah. So after we attended the Romello Brinson, in uh, Shindig um, in, in, in Miami. I got on the road and I went up to Orlando. Uh, one of my guys up there w- was running a, a, a combine AG. Uh, his son plays at, at Wakaiva. He, he runs um, one of the seven-on-seven teams, certified dogs. It used to be Rat Pack out, out of Central Florida. He did a combine where they streamed it virtually for college coaches, and it was all um, really just young guys uh, class of 2022, class of uh, 2023, but there there was some some seniors sprinkled in there. And the one guy who absolutely stole the show and w- was my alpha dog was was Tommy Hill, who is a top 24/7 athlete out of Orlando Edgewater. Uh, we actually just moved him up into the rankings. Like uh, uh, the rankings council kind of is really high on this kid for a few different reasons. The first is he's like six one with uh, a 6'3 reach like he his his arms are so long and when he does like the short shuttle uh to like reach down to you know touch the cone like he doesn't even have to like bend over he's just got that long of an arm so he's he's super long um caught like 45 passes for 800 yards and nine touchdowns this past season so he's really good on offense at, at a school that played for a state title but I think his his ceiling as a defensive back is like through the roof and uh I, like i think he could be a corner to me uh 11 one two in the 100 meter dash miami offered him back in december and it was actually taylor stubblefield the former receivers coach and uh miami hasn't hasn't really talked to him as of late but i think if they're fishing for like kind of a longer corner that can run i think tommy would make a ton of sense now right now he's got Oklahoma, uh, Arizona State, Nebraska, that's kind of like in his lead group. But, man, like everyone – I mean, Gabby, you see it on our message board. Everyone wants to know what's Miami going to do at cornerback. Yep. And to me, like he, he's a guy I, w- I, would, I would take a, a darn like good look at. And I know there are some questions about like top-end speed. But, like, I mean, if you're running 11-1-2 in, in your first track meet of – uh, your your junior season like th- that time's probably gonna be sub 11 so the numbers say uh, he, he has the potential to be an NFL guy yeah I mean that, 
I, I didn't know anything about this kid until until you wrote about him today. And I mean, he definitely sounds like sounds like an intriguing prospect. Any any other guys that that you think have like that Miami caliber, or just someone that maybe Miami fans should should kind of know for for the future of, of guys from that Central Florida area? Yeah, uh, another one who Miami hasn't offered, um, but is a guy that I think the staff should should maybe keep tabs on it and get involved with it is Zane Durant. He's a 2022 three-star defensive lineman out of Lake Nona. Um, if anyone knows where Lake Nona is, there's like a really exclusive golf club there. Uh, one of my friends, is a, his parents are members there, so it, like it cracks me up that like they have a legitimate football prospect. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, he's a – he like played linebacker, considers himself a defensive end. I, I told him, I'm like, man, you, you need to start building yourself as a pass-rushing – three or five technique like he doesn't carry a ton of flab um he's probably only like 230 pounds right now but he's got like that like jalar holly type build or that gerard harrison hunt like i think he he's six one pushing six two right now and to me i mean in miami's defensive scheme like the defensive tackles have to be able to rush the quarterback and like he he has an explosive first step and He's already got a few SEC offers, Auburn, Tennessee, uh, USF got him on campus for a junior day. But uh, just having covered Miami uh, in Manny's defensive staff for, I guess, three or four years now, three or four cycles, like I, I can, I kind of have, a, have an idea of like what they're looking for. Like, oh, this, this is what they want. And and to me, I think he has a chance. Uh, Zach, Zach, Dur- or is it? Z- I'm sorry, Zane Durant. He's got a chance to uh, develop into one of those guys so um everyone should definitely i mean if you're a big film junkie or you like punching in profiles i, I would recommend that one uh gabby wanted to ask you what do you have coming up uh, on the site uh, over the net over the next few days i know i know you're trying to get in contact with uh jake garcia yes i'm 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 trying i'm grinding way through that one uh <laughs> still trying to still trying to get in contact there uh, I'm sure when the when the rankings release on Wednesday, I'm sure I'm sure we'll have something on on like you talked about Elijah Royal getting a bump. I mean, that's something that that's definitely going to be on there. So so just stay tuned. I, I'm I promise you guys if I'm grinding that Jake Garcia thing, we're we're going to try to make it happen. I'm I'm doing everything in my power to make that happen. But we'll would see you, how we'll see how that goes. <laughs> would you say Would you say the the biggest learning, not learning curve, but the hardest thing you've realized? Uh, two or three months onto the job is like how hard it is to get on the phone with kids because yeah. I think a lot of fans like assume that they just pick up and it's not yeah. like that at all no it's it, it's it's definitely not like that um I, that was definitely my problem in the beginning like I would just like shoot them a text like hey can I call you and it's just like nah man you just gotta you gotta call them and sometimes they're not gonna know that it's you calling they'll answer because maybe they think you're someone else and that works all the same as long as they as long as they pick up the phone that's that's really the goal and then you kind of get them there but no it's not as simple as like oh it's 247 sports calling oh I'm gonna pick up and tell you everything it's yeah. definitely not that it's definitely not that simple so we're we're working on that I will tell you though that one of the luxuries of being on the Miami beat and this will apply to you is it, worst case scenario. You can always go drive and see the kid yeah. like and what Miami's got 16 commitments right now. 13 of them are right there. So yeah. um, that that's something to, to keep in mind. Uh, final thing guys, we do have a special promo going on inside the U.com. feels like every time, uh, <laughs> 
I'm on a podcast that we mentioned it. Normally, normally David's the one that plugs this because I'm yeah. not really up to date on what's going on, but <laughs> you guys can get two months of VIP access to inside the U for $1. Um, and why is that important? Well, fall camp is, or I should say preseason camp, because I think it's gonna be like an extended fall camp. That is, that is pretty close. So if you lock in now, that's going to get you through July, um, the start of August. And that's, that's really when you're going to want the kind of the team scoop. I'm actually going to post some notes on some things I've heard uh, regarding current kids on campus here over the next few days. So like, if you're still on the fence, I'm, I know we always say this, like this is the time to probably jump on board. Uh, Cause you're going to get those two months for, for $1. And, uh, and, and uh, elite 11 potentially happening or, or I, I think there's going to be some more camps. So uh, hopefully we're going to get a chance to see some more of Miami's targets. I know I'm going to be in Jacksonville um, this upcoming weekend, Thomas Davis, the defensive end uh, out of there. And I get to all the VIP, uh, all the VIP scoops. So if you guys are on the fence, uh, jump on board. Also want to thank everyone that has liked and rated and subscribed this podcast. I think I said it a few episodes ago, like, we are slowly climbing up the, the, the charts inside the 24-7 sports, and uh, I like being able to, to pound my chest about that to my colleagues. So uh, keep it up, guys, and appreciate it. Gabby, I'm glad you could hop on. Um, hopefully you'll be covering a, a lot more commitment ceremonies like uh, Romello's in sure. the future. And, and I'll tell you this, it's always, it always is fun to cover – when they, when they're going to the school, you cover, like, I cannot tell you how many times I've had to go and a kid will pick like Florida or something like that. So, uh, I, I don't think we could have drawn up a better scenario for you. Yeah. I, I think that was a home run. That, that really, it felt like best case scenario. So, uh, I'm grateful for that. I'm, I'm definitely excited for the next one. All right, guys, we'll talk to you later. Later. Peace.